What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we have some news to go over. We'll just be straight to the point today. Uh, not a whole lot, but we will definitely just, you know, cover what we do have. So the qualifying offer deadline has come and gone. And, you know, we have a bunch of players who, who received it, but some notable names who did not. Notable names who did not. And... I will say right away that the name that jumped out at me as far as players who did not receive a qualifying offer, the biggest name that jumped out at me was Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers. What does this mean? So the Dodgers did not extend an $18.4 million qualifying offer to Clayton Kershaw. This makes him a free agent. He's going to enter the free agent market. He could sign anywhere he wants. I think this means that Kershaw's elbow injury could be worse than we initially anticipated only the Dodgers really know exactly what is going on with him because you know he's he's been with the team but maybe that's something that they're concerned about and they don't want to commit to an 18.4 million dollar deal for next year especially because you know they might be trying to reduce their luxury tax bill I don't I don't see or think that Clayton Kershaw will pitch anywhere else besides the LA Dodgers. So I think that what we might be seeing here is that he'll take another deal with a lower AAV. So a lower average annual value than the $18.4 million, perhaps something like two years, $26 million, two years, $30 million, something like that. Something like that, which helps LA save some money and it also keeps Kirsch in LA. I mean, I'm completely speculating. I don't know if there's something wrong with his with his arm, but I believe that if Kershaw was 100% healthy, they wouldn't hesitate to extend the qualifying offer to him. That's my opinion. I don't think they would hesitate at all, but the fact that they have not extended him the QO, maybe there's there's something going on there. Maybe there's something going on there and, and they don't want to necessarily risk him accepting it, <laughs> I mean, in, in honest terms, they don't want to risk him accepting, accepting it. So on the heels of that, it also came out today that the Dodgers agreed to a one-year deal with Andrew Haney. So Andrew Haney had a very, he had a very pedestrian 2021 season. He was with the Yankees after the trade deadline. It was a pretty forgettable season with the Angels and the Yankees. He was 8-9 with a 5-8-3 ERA in 30 games. 23 of those were starts. I mean, his struggles really got magnified when he moved over to the Yankees. He had a 7.32 ERA in 12 appearances for New York. He ultimately ended up losing his spot in the rotation. But over parts of seven seasons, He's gone 32 and 38 with a 4.72 ERA. Very pedestrian numbers. We're not really, you know, praising it as as one way or the other. Just very, you know, run of the mill. He's he's a warm body in rotation who throws from the left side. That's what Andrew Haney is. Despite those struggles, the Dodgers are probably intrigued by the possibility that he could have a bounce back season. I mean, his fastball spin rate ranks in the 90th percentile, so that could be a major reason why. And they were not alone in this pursuit. About a dozen teams were looking at Haney 
or I would say pursuing Haney before he came to an agreement with the Dodgers. So it's very early in the offseason, but signing Haney is a surprising move by L.A. They can see him as another depth piece and someone who's perfectly capable of jumping into the rotation alongside Bueller and Urias. But, you know, after seeing the rotation get depleted by injuries last season, they're heading into the winter looking to add as many quality arms as possible. Remember, Dustin May will likely miss most, if not all, of 2022. He's recovering um, from surgery. I believe he had Tommy John. And Tony Gonsolin, you know, he dealt with shoulder issues last year. He was inconsistent all of last season, so they can't necessarily rely on him. The Dodgers always, what they always do is they just bring in a bunch of players and then they'll figure it out, especially with pitching. But they bring a lot of players and they will figure it out as the year goes on. They don't really try to, you know, have everything figured out in the offseason. They'll just make sure they have a pretty healthy roster, a, a deep depth chart, and then they'll figure it out as the year goes on. You know, they have David Price as an option. You know, remember, he's still there. There's also uncertainty surrounding Trevor Bauer. You know, he spent the past or sorry, the last four months of the season on paid administrative leave. He's still being investigated by Major League Baseball for some off-the-field allegations. So we'll have to see what happens there. In other news, so Justin Verlander, remember him? So there, there is some, some news regarding him. So the Astros did extend him a qualifying offer on Sunday, $18.4 million qualifying offer. He's not likely going to take it. And there's a very strong chance he tests the market instead. Remember, Verlander is coming off of Tommy John surgery. So apparently, he had a workout in Florida today. And 15 to 20 teams were on hand to watch him throw. He threw about 25 pitches, clocked in at 94 to 97 miles an hour. I mean, Verlander is still among the most fascinating potential free agents. He's likely not going to take that qualifying offer, but... That means that the Houston Astros will get draft pick compensation if he leaves. And and they 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 knew that. They knew that. There's really, unlike Kershaw, there's very little downside in extending a qualifying offer to Verlander if you're the Houston Astros because he's come back from Tommy John. And as I said, you know, today he's thrown 94-97 on his way back from Tommy John. All signs point to him being fully healthy and ready to go for 2022. But... If he does decline his offer and test free agency, obviously there will be no shortage of interest. I mean, he's 38. He says he wants to pitch until he's 45. But the fact that 15 of 20 teams are in attendance at his workout on Monday, that's a good sign for him. So good stuff. I mean, to put that velo in context, that velocity, Verlander averaged 94.6 miles an hour on his fastball during his last full season, which was 2019. And he's pitching right in that range again, 94 to 97. So that's a very good sign that his arm strength is back to normal. So we'll see what happens there. But those are the main pieces of news I want to share. Not a whole lot, but short and to the point. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.